If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. It's uh, everything I dreamed of. I don't want to tell my dad that I love him. I still don't know what just happened. I'm just so grateful. Just so grateful for the opportunity to play this game. The legacy is not what you give people, it's what you put inside people, but also what they put inside of me. Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond the Locker Room with Maria. Maria Pregogy's here and uh, of course my cohort, is that the, the right word? Trevor's here. And I have to say before we get into it all, I was like, Trev, we might be running a little long. We got to get to the interview faster. And he sent me four pages of notes, the longest ever. But Sid is a little disgusted. He um, He's just frustrated. Not frustrated, just he can't believe what's going on. But anyway, let's get stuff started with T-Bone's Take. Hello, everybody. Good to be here, Maria. How are you this morning? I'm great. I've had a little bit of caffeine, which I usually don't have, thanks to Mr. Rizzo at Starbucks. <sighs> yeah, Mr. Rizzo is awesome. Anyway, yeah, I had four pages of notes. I kind of nerded out at the end of the day. I was uh, able to watch all the games I wanted to this weekend. And uh, so let's just get started since... uh, There's a lot to cover. Again, word of the podcast for this season, bonkers. Totally. Yeah. And any given Sunday moment? Oh, my gosh. Oh, actually, let's start with the games that didn't, you know, that were just predictable. The Falcons versus the the Pats. 25-0 Thursday night. Ouch. And then I saw this interesting stat that my brother uh, sent me. It said the Pats have outscored Atlanta since Atlanta took a 28 to 3 lead in the Super Bowl at halftime. The Pats have outscored Atlanta 79 to 7 since then. That is disgusting. <laughs> I know. Atlanta, uh, they got to do some stuff. And let's talk about Patriots real quick. They are looking hot, they are on fire. They are looking good, and how funny, because they released Cam Newton at the beginning of the season. Everyone's like, oh, what about their quarterback? He's young, and under Bill Belichick, he's doing pretty darn good, I might say. I would say, too. They, they are, they're, they're, they're heating up. Yeah. Look out. And then, okay, next game, we went Bears-Ravens. Ravens won. Lamar Jackson's out. Same result as I thought it would be. Uh, Andy Dalton, he's boring. The Bears <laughs> are boring. I think that actually Justin Fields got hurt in that game. And then uh, we're yeah. going. We're going right to Packers versus Vikings. I'm sorry. I know. I always say Brett Favre, wrong quarterback. I know Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but I'm not liking his personality this year. After his press co- conference during it, he's like, "My toe." I think that he got uglier too. Like his I, hair I is like really bad. Hair. My girlfriend really doesn't like his hair. And then no. his ugly personality with that whole thing is just <laughs> I like I, can't, I don't look at him the same. And then his Halloween outfit was John Wick, and it didn't even look that good. Yeah, don't even get me started with all of that. Um, And they lost to the Vikings. Yeah, I think that I said this last week that the Vikings have lost like four games by like seven or less. And um, Kurt Cousin hasn't won a like Monday night football game, but like he's playing elite quarterback status, killing it. And then beating Aaron Rodgers is just such a like cherry on the top too. 
because yeah. that's a division game, and they always seem to get rolled by the Packers. The Packers are good, too. Well, the crew on Get Up, still half of them are like, oh, it's going to be the Packers. And they are good, but I just and? don't like, oh, his toe. Was it uh, Justin Jefferson was wearing that Randy Moss shirt in warm-ups? Did you see that? Yes. Because he had tied, uh, <laughs> tied Randy Moss for most 100-yard game games, I think. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, Colts versus the Bills. What happened to the Bills? The you know, Bills started strong, and Colts are going up. A big old dud. Jonathan <laughs> Taylor had five touchdowns. They're not making Carson Wentz do anything like out of the ordinary. They're just like, don't turn the ball over. And he threw for like 136 yards and a touchdown. So like they're handing it off, and he looks great too. And he's running the ball. I, I I have the Wentz wagon. Is what the I Wentz wagon. When he was in Jump on. It was Wentzylvania when he was there. <laughs> and we'll, we're going to quickly go through because there were so many uh, Washington against the Panthers. Oh, yeah. Did you see? Uh, yeah. The, the Washington D still stayed strong without having Chase Young with tearing his ACL. Uh, Cam lost to his old coach. They hugged it out. They broed it out after. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. Cam's excited to be back, and a lot of people are excited that he is back. I'm what? excited for him. You know, he took, I think, like a big adult step. He's like, you know what? I want to play football, and I want to continue my career. Like, and I think that he, he didn't see that coming from the Patriots either. So I was kind of like, you know, your girlfriend breaks up with you, and you think you're, you're in. You're like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> hey, I'm going for your best friend, Mac Jones. You're like, <gasps> ouch. Uh, Lions versus the Browns, real quick. Uh, is Baker supposedly is injured this morning on all the talk? They were like, should he be out? Should I, you he... know, he got booed by the fans and then I he know. like kind of gave it to him back. But the guy's got a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder. He has a bum knee and his ankles hurt. The guy's a tough, tough customer. And then he's getting it from, I mean, I understand that the, the, you know, the Browns are supposed to be good this year and they've gone through a bunch, but I mean, heckling, I, I'm not a big Baker Mayfield fan either. I think I hate his commercials because he's on TV all the time. They are kind of funny, but I just, they are funny. They just I run think. them so much that yeah. I think I, I'm just annoyed with him. But like, I think that his toughness has uh, convinced me that he's, he's, he's a likable guy. And you know, I mean, like he's going through a tough one and he's, he's, I mean, one of the Browns not going through a tough one, though. <laughs> I know. That's so true. But to be booed and he's playing with all those injuries. Well, at least they're not, you know, putting bags on their heads anymore. Well, yeah. God, that was bad. Yeah. That was bad. I'm moving on to um, Seahawks versus Cardinals, page two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Cardinals, love them. Still, though, without their guy. Yeah, they... I. I don't know, man. I just think that they're. I think that he's getting ready to play, and he probably feels good, so they gave it another week. But when they get back, like Zach Ertz had two touchdowns in that game, and Colt McCoy is playing very well, and their defense is still really good too. Yeah. So I, I still think the Cardinals are the team to beat in the uh, NFC West. I do too. I am with you on that. Um, I still feel bad for the Seattle. My sea chickens. <laughs> I just saw a friend at Starbucks this morning. I said. He goes, I'm a Seahawks fan, and he just kind of held his head low. And I said, I am too. It's okay. But, uh, yeah, did Coach Pete, we out? still love you. We did hug it out. Nice. Gave him a big hug. It's actually my accountant, KP, <laughs> and good friend. It's always good to have a good friend as your accountant. But, yeah, uh, Russell Wilson, if they continue to go this way, I think he's going to want to leave at the end of the season. Yeah, there was a big thing uh, two weeks ago before Jalen Hurts started just crushing it. Um that they might, the Eagles might go after Aaron Rodgers, and these are rumors. Well, yeah, and Russell Wilson because they have the three 
first round picks and maybe they would want someone like that. So on that topic, let's talk about your Eagles. Um, half of all of the sports center and the NFL and Fox News or Fox Sports all say, you know, are they going to go for Rodgers or Wilson or are they just going to stick with their guy I this think, year? I think they got to stick with him. He's, you know, he's making a point to, you know, he's going to be, I mean, yeah, he's made a very good uh, run here to prove a point that he's, you know, he can he can play quarterback yeah. and they can work with him. And, you know, you're paying him a rookie contract too. They're getting away cheap yeah. on him because he's doing well. And everyone's like, well, it's a building year for the Eagles, so they might not make it to the playoffs. But they looked pretty darn good against yeah. the Saints. Well, it's like Nick Sirianni's proven that he's a good coach. He's taking a team that didn't have an identity. He's giving him an identity. And now they're playing, you know, they're playing really good football with what they have. He may not be the best interview guy. He's, he's the worst, actually. <laughs> he's really he's not so bad. good. <laughs> he's talking about growing flowers and all that stuff. And now he just still gets, yeah, they're just like talking. <laughs> like this guy's growing flowers. He might not be the best interview guy, but he seems to be good as a coach. So let's just keep going with that. And they're playing the Giants this week, and I think that they're going to win. Yeah, and the Giants are coming off um... – that loss and a rough loss by Tom Brady. Rough and their offensive coordinator Jason Garrett got fired. So I know firings go on, but you're the coach of the iconic Dallas Cowboys. You get tossed from there. Now you're the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants. You get tossed from there. Where does he go from here? I mean, I'm sure someone's going to pick him up. Does he go back to? I don't know if he actually coached in college. Sorry, I do not know that fact. But where does he go? Or just. He made enough money and just waited out a year or so. I think he just waited out a year, have some fun with the family. And, uh, I mean, you've, you've been coaching for as long as I can remember. It's probably as long as I've been alive. Yeah, he's young, too. So, But that was not a great, great game for New York. So, And then, I mean, I'm always – I know that every team has great coaches. So if you get rid of one, everyone comes together. I just feel like they're recycling old garbage coaches. It's like in the NHL. It's like, that guy's a dinosaur. Why are you hiring him back? Like, just get new blood in there, you know? I mean, yeah. I'm sure he can do something in college. He can do whatever he wants. He's, you know, he's got the name. Um, yeah, but, uh, like, why would you want a coach from Dallas so you can know what Dallas is up to two games out of the year? Well, now Dallas's coach used to be with Green Bay, and he yeah, got yeah, let yeah. go. He's so, and he's doing, well, he's doing kind of well, Um Dallas, for me, is up, down, up, down every week. Oh, yeah. I think they've been exposed. But the Chiefs beat them. They did. Well, the Chiefs are back. The Chiefs are 100% back. Look out. Look out. So Daner works here, and he's a Chiefs fan. I've been giving him just the uh, enormous amount of grief like every week about how Mahomes is overpaid. He even said it on this podcast, too. And now he's just crushing it, and it's in my face. So I will eat that one. Well, and you said no run plays by Dallas on your notes, and Jerry Jones was on an interview, and he's like, inability to establish the run. Well, it does, you have no receivers, so Amari Cooper's out with COVID, then uh, C.D. Lamb goes out, so you have, you know, your three and four receivers, a guy from Boise State, too, Wilson, and then uh, Gallup, so he's good, so you really don't have any receivers, so like, run the ball, that's what you pay Zeke for, and I heard well, he's yeah. hurt, too. So whatever. I probably doesn't have a toe injury. Yeah. That's my Aaron Rodgers. It's not a turf toe. Someone stepped on it. It's, it's worse than a turf toe. I was in a lot of pain. And I'm sure he was. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers, in my book, 
still a great quarterback. I know I just harp on this, but your interviews are just bull. He seems depressed. He's, he's he has so, a hot fiance. He's there. so conceited. <laughs> you heard it here. I love it. Is that it. the word? I mean, like, he's just so smug. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about, I think, one of the best games. I was watching another one. I think it was Cowboys Chiefs. And at the same time, I called my business partner, mentor boss in Texas. And I said, what are you doing? You know, are you watching the, the Chiefs-Cowboys game? He goes, no, I'm watching the Texans win. I'm like, excuse me? Rewind that sentence. What? Yeah, I don't really know what happened except for I do. Tannehill threw four interceptions. Um, Ouch. You have in your notes. Squirrel, Ouch. Every squirrel, every blind squirrel gets a nut. Um, they And then they just uh, cut Philip Lindsay, too. They're running back. But, yeah, I think that uh, the Texans just uh, decided to show up. <laughs> and the did. Tennessee Titans did not. Well, and the Texans got their second win and gave the Titans their third loss. So, again, bonkers. I think, you know, like they said on the show, it was called a speed bump or a roadblock. So I think that's just a speed bump for the old uh, Tennessee Titans. Um, good wake-up call, and then you can go from there. Because, I mean, they really can't play any worse than that, I hope. So, yeah, yeah that was rough, though. I'm just like, you're like watching... The, I'm watching the bottom line, and I just keep seeing the score. And I'm just waiting for the score to go from zero to something. And it didn't happen until, <laughs> like, the third or fourth quarter. Well, and we touched upon the Giants, the Bucks. So, um, you go TB12. TB12. Is a god. He That's is. what you wrote. Yeah, well, they had that thing where he helped save that kid from Utah's can- brain cancer. I, like, was watching it with my girlfriend, and then she asked me if I was crying, and I was. I was bawling, and I was like, my jaw hurt because I was tingling in the nose. And anyway, uh, he's just a cool guy. And then he, you know, he he like what he corrected that reporter after the game. He's like, oh yeah, did you? That was a great ten yard run by you, Tom. He's like, excuse me, it was actually eleven yards. <laughs> I love, that. but he was nice about it. Absolutely, he wasn't in your face. And here's a great stat because they came off two losses. And Tom Brady hadn't lost three games in a row in nearly two decades. That's gross. <laughs> no, that's like, why. Is that even fair? Yeah, ten Super Bowls, seven rings. Is that correct? I think yeah. it's correct. I talked to a, a Giants fan that works here too, and um, he said they need to move away from Danny Dimes. And what else did he say? Quote: "Rough watch for the me." And they've got two first-round draft picks, so maybe they'll. Uh, yeah, I don't know where to go from there. Maybe a quarterback. I know that the quarterback draft's not looking too hot this year, though. I know. it's uh, Yeah, and then college football, that whole deal's going up and down, and they'll probably be a one to, at least a one-to-two last team in the finals. Let's go Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm kind of on their bandwagon. I, I am, too. I tell you, I, went to, I told you Husky Stadium a couple of weeks ago, and there was no one. I mean, it's usually Well, packed. you guys lost the first game to somebody. That was very bad. Oh, yeah, that was very bad. Um, and they said, there goes the season. Yeah. Ouch. But we get our friends great tickets in Club Husky, oh, cool. so right I'm on. okay with that. We don't get to see college games that much here unless you go to Boise State games. Well, yeah. Um, which, by the way, coming up, I, did, I failed to mention Tim Rippon, brother of Mark Rippon, is going to be on, and his son, Brett Rippon, was the star quarterback at Boise State University, as well as he, I got corrected, and you'll see I got corrected a couple times. I did my research, but you still get corrected. Uh, Tim, Brett has been on the practice squad, but now he is third third quarterback, and he was he's funny. You'll listen, he goes, the difference between the practice squad and third string quarterback 
is a lot more money. So um, I didn't get Brett this week on their bye week, but I will get him. It might be at the end of the season. Some of these folks are very busy. Anyway, um, so that is that, that little deal. So what else? We I'm, did... I'm going to throw a quick shout out okay. to uh, San Francisco. Looking great this week. They're actually uh, putting it together, and they might be a contender to uh, you know, throw some swings in the NFC West. Well, there are so many teams, except like Houston and Seahawks, that, yeah. <laughs> that have chances. I love it. I love it. I, it should. This is how football should be, in my humble opinion. I love Jimmy G too. That guy's so awesome. Yeah, I mean his name. They I'm basically Jimmy drafted that quarterback, and they're like, "Yeah, if you don't play well, we'll just get rid of you." So I'm going to run down your breakdown, big takes, and then we're going to go for this week's picks. Chiefs are back on top. Chiefs are on track. Their defense showed up. And just murdered the uh, <laughs> Cowboys offense, smothered them. They didn't do anything yeah. right. Um, I think that's kind of a speed bump for them too, for the Cowboys. Yep. I think they'll get back together. They, I mean, like they lost that one game, and then they came they'll out get and back shellacked. together. They, they go hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> they shellacked that. I can't remember who it was that they lost to. Uh, anyway, yeah, but they came back and just crushed. I like this. Colts, no joke. You are on the Wentz wagon. I am. I am on the Wentz wagon. I always will be. I cheer for him. He helped uh, the Eagles get their first Super Bowl. And uh, unfortunately, Philadelphia is too hard of a city for him to play in. So <laughs> I know. When you're getting paid that much or that little in professional sports. Yeah. Well, it's just like I hope that uh, he does well in Indiana. And I hope that Jalen Hurts is the guy that can have the personality to to take on Philadelphia. Because it's a tough... And you Tough guys have city. three first-round draft picks? Yes. Coming up. So that's, I think, next year, like I said, this and they, morning. Last, a couple weeks ago, they said, hey, we should, we should bench Carson Wentz to protect our first-round pick. And <laughs> it, I was like, what are you guys thinking? So that, I think that that was just like speculation. It's over now. All right, we're going to bust a move through these Vikings. Get ready to roll. Is that a question mark? No, that's an exclamation now. <laughs> okay, perfect. Because Kirk... Kirk Cousins is playing absolutely phenomenal, and there's no there's no stopping them now. I think that that, that win over the Packers is going to kick their confidence in and look out everybody that's on their schedule. Uh, let's see, Miles Garrett fixed by Giants. Yeah, I'm skipping down a few. Oh, he fi- he got fired. Yeah, yeah, he got fired. Oh, fired! I yeah. thought that said fixed. I yeah, was he, like, didn't they fixed he get? Him all, they fixed him all right. They fired him. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. We already like, talked about Lamar that. Jackson has been sick like four times this year too. He misses practice all the time, but they still won. And and what do you, I mean, it's not COVID because you have to no. get a million tests. So just, I mean, I know people still get sick. And of course, when they're practicing maybe, together like maybe that. Maybe he just likes to party really hard. Well then, maybe, but they're still winning. I've seen NFL rumors that say that. <laughs> what else? Give me two more on your list. I got, uh, let's see here. The, the Eagles got their first back-to-back wins and their first Whee! home win. And the Cox Cable guy in town, he went to the game, came in yesterday. His name is, uh, what is it, Victor. Yeah, Victor. And he said it was absolutely awesome. His wife is from Jersey. He was in the Navy. He's pumped. Good for him. One more, then we're going to go to next week's game, or this All week's right. game. All right. One more. Uh, I don't know. We breezed through all of I that. Know. I don't, his four pages of note. Again, yeah, four know. pages. Oh, uh, the Chargers. <laughs> Let's see here. Justin Herbert joins Mahomes and Kurt Warner for the third quarterback in history with 7,000 yards, over 7,000 yards in his first 25 games. 
That's a lot of yardage. I know. That is a lot. 25 games, that's a lot of yardage. Yes. For sure. All right. First off, I want to say um, we are filming this Wednesday before Thanksgiving at Grumpy Sun Valley. Thanks, Pete. I have my um, cool winter grump- Grumpy's hat on, but I don't think we sell them anymore, so don't get all excited, people. Uh, Thanksgiving. Chicago and Detroit. Detroit, oh nine and one That's just depressing. Well, it's good for their draft status. They'll probably yeah. get number one. But still... Um, Chicago at Detroit, they always do that. How do you think they, uh, when do they eat their turkey after the game? I'm yeah, I would think so. Maybe they have like a turkey Benedict eggs, you know, with Maybe. stuffing on the bottom, but then turkey, and then turkey, and then cranberry, and then hollandaise on top. Turkey makes you sleep. But, oh, and by the way, Tom Brady said on an Oprah interview, he said, when I leave the sport, I'll be looking forward to, you know, more holidays with my kids. Because with football, you still have to, you know, you go to practice, you watch the videos, all that. But, and Oprah goes, what do you eat on Thanksgiving? And he said, I'm not, I'm paraphrasing, but he goes, I actually, that is my one day. I think he eats carbs on Thanksgiving. He goes, I go all out because that's the one day. What a sicko. He eats like a serial killer. <laughs> I know. I love it. So good for him. Um, uh, no Las carbs. Ve- oh my god! I know Las Vegas at Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. Dallas always plays Thanksgiving Day. I'm pretty sure that we said Dallas is going to win this game, or I did. It's a short week for Dallas. They got pummeled. So they got pummeled, up, down, so, up, down. Yeah, I think they're going. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Dallas on this one. Okay. Um, so, uh, Buffalo at New Orleans. Both have not, you know, last week was not great for either of them. Yeah, I know. I think Josh Allen's, like, just not having the year that he's had. And, and the New Orleans, like, they had this other one. They said New Orleans is, has the number one rush D, and they just got trounced by the Eagles last week. Well, speaking of the Eagles, uh, Philadelphia 5-6 and six after starting 1-3. and three. We got to love that. At New York, New York's coming off the short week and the loss and firing of their coach. I'm going Philly. I'm, uh, I'm jumping going on Philly. your bandwagon. I'm going Philly. Yeah. Uh, what about L.A. Chargers 7-3 and three at Green Bay? Ooh, this Eight is going to be three. a fun one. Yeah. I think I'm going to go against my friend Aaron Rodgers. We haven't talked yet, but I, I still feel we've got a pretty good <laughs> solid connection. I talk about him enough, and I see him on TV at, you know, all the time. Uh, Minnesota at San Fran. This is a tough one because Minnesota's been doing so this well. This is going to be a dog fat. I think so. It's going to be like backyard street rules in the alley. Only you would come up with that. I'm going to go. I I'm, went against Minnesota last week, and they won. And that was the one game I was like, I know I'm going to regret this, so I'm going with the Cowboys. I'm going Minnesota. Yeah. So, my brother Pete loves San Fran. Sorry, and all my relatives in San Francisco. I'm so going against you. Minnesota Jeff. burned me last week, and I went with the Cowboys. I will go with – you know what? I'm going to go against you. I'm going to go with your brother, <laughs> and I'm going San Fran. San Fran? There you go, Cleveland. This one's going to burn me. At, uh, probably Cleveland and Baltimore. Cleveland six and five, going to Baltimore seven and three. I think that Lamar Jackson's going to be uh, on fire. We're going to go with Baltimore. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with you on that because Cleveland. I don't know how Baker's going to do. I think they're going to keep him in. Why wouldn't they? In my opinion, but and then Monday Night Football, my Sea Chickens three and seven at Washington. I think Washington's going to. Sorry, Russell Wilson and Coach Pete, who your girlfriend and I love so much. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm um, going Washington against my guys. Yeah, I'm going to go Washington, too. They're playing good. They're, and they're at home. Wow, we busted through that. What, did you get Tampa Bay and Indianapolis? Oh, no, because I'm going Tampa Bay. Okay, I'll go Wentz Wagon. 
Wentz wagon, you are on the Wentz wagon. And then uh, I'm going to go with Mac Jones because everybody talks so highly about him. Okay, perfect. There you have it. Absolutely. All right. Well, you have a great Thanksgiving. I am taking off to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo Saturday after Thanksgiving. So Trevor and I will be back. It's going to be via Zoom. Oh, yes. zoom a zoom from I'll Be In Vegas. You'll be up here for the next two weeks. And stay tuned. Tim Rippon, here's a quick cool fact. He was the first Rippon to be drafted by a professional team. It wasn't Mark. Really? Yep. You got to watch to find out. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> what? Okay, if you're not watching, Trevor just got whipped cream pie in the face. Oh, it is Thanksgiving. I hope that that person runs and doesn't come back to work. Yeah, later. we're going to wrap it up. Tim Rippin up now. I don't even know who that was. Holy cow, we are at Grumpy Sun Valley, Tim Rippin now, and then Maria's Minute. Uh, stay safe out there, eat lots of turkey, and God bless Trevor. So I'm super excited to have Tim Rippin with us today on Beyond the Locker Room with Maria. Timmy, Tim, I haven't seen you in forever. Good to see you. Great to see you, Maria. Absolutely. So I started, it's all about nepotism. You know, I started with my brother for the first two episodes, then your big brother, Mark, for two, and now you, and then, um, sorry, Brett, you're coming on as well, your son, which we'll get to in a minute. But great to see you. You are at our rival high school, North Central, where you teach. Absolutely. I've been here 31 years and, uh, you know, started off coaching here in 1991 to 95. I was head baseball coach that we had three kids in three years, 93, 94, 96. And I decided, you know what, I would rather coach them and be a dad than coach the, the rest of the kids. So it was a tough decision, but it was the right decision. Well, and let's start. Um, I talked to Mark and Pete about this. He's so funny. He goes, it was the Polish Greek mafia, our two families. I'm like, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> but, but it was great to have not just yours, but all the families from Shadle Park, um, you know, wide variety of ages. And you have a lot of siblings. I had a few. But it was just a great environment to grow up in. Yeah, you really was. You know, when you look back at those years, I mean, I don't think there's a better time for Shadle football for a three-year period. Because, you know, looking back from 79, 80, and 81, I was a sophomore in 79, was fortunate enough with Reed Schaefer to play in the varsity and be part of all three of those teams. But they're all three winning teams. I think we had eight wins, nine wins, nine wins. It's like 27 wins. And it wasn't even close after that when you look at three consecutive years like that. So all we knew was was winning. So we were very, very fortunate. Yeah, it was. I was talking to Pete and Mark both about when they won the GSL and, you know, that year and all of us were on the field crying and so happy. Of course, he also had all the Greeks there watching too, who <laughs> Lord knows. But um, so you played football and baseball, correct, at Shadle? Yes, I did. Yep. Yep. You were two sport. Uh, two so, sport, but yeah. then you you went on for a baseball career. You played up in Canada. Talk about what was it like coming after your big brother Mark, who went to Wazoo when you were in high school, and he had such success, and then, of course, he went on to the pros. But what was it like? Did you feel pressure to continue on with football instead of baseball? And then, no. You know, I had some I had some offers coming out of high school to play football, but, um, you know, baseball, I knew that that was what I wanted to play professionally. And uh, so I got drafted out of high school in the 18th round by the Montreal Expos, and Decided to go to college, went to Creighton University in Omaha, Nebraska, started as a freshman, um, got homesick. You know, they didn't have FaceTime back then. And so I came back and uh, went to Spokane Falls, got drafted in the second round by the Toronto Blue Jays. 
and I ended up signing a professional contract. So I was actually the first Rippin to sign a professional contract. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. Um, and then played four years in the Toronto Blue Jay chain. So I played in Medicine Hat. Alberta was my first stop, and my last stop was in Syracuse, New York, in AAA. Uh, never made it to the big leagues. Um, but then uh, I was released in 1987, and then, you know, Mark's career was just t- kind of taken off at that point. What was it like? Your whole family were such, and your dad, oh, God, he was the bad, both your parents were, but your dad was just such the cheerleader for you guys. What was his influence like on you and your brothers growing up and on sports? Huge. I mean, you know, as a parent, I think all you want is time and love from your parents. And we sure got that. Maybe a little more love from my mom, but you know, the, the, the time factor from both of them was just my dad. Dad was my our first coach, so um, he was incredibly involved. Which I'm a huge advocate of, of parents being involved in their kids' lives, and um, you know, and he, and he taught us the fundamentals. Um, in, in baseball, mainly, he didn't know anything about football. But uh, I, I tell you what, if once football started, uh, he would go out to practices and watch every. I think it never missed a practice, and uh, he was just a very involved. Uh, and just so sad that he couldn't see Mark's career, how it turned out. Yeah. Well, and yours too. And, and little brother too, because you guys all did so well. Um, what do you take from your coaches, whether it's football and baseball that you apply to teaching since you're not coaching now? What, what, what did you take from them? Or what did you learn? And you apply that in the classroom now? Well, that's a great question. I, you know, I had so many good coaches and, you know, um, Coach Haney, uh, Coach Bailey on, on defense, um, Coach Close. I think Jim Brown, when I look at Jim Brown, I mean, Jim Brown was, I took so many things from him. And I think the number one thing was, you know, keep things simple. I think the, the game can be so complicated, especially football. And he really broke it down. Uh, and then the other thing is just, you know, the preparation piece. You know, you, you got to be prepared as a coach, as a player. Um, and if you do that, you work hard, you know, good things are going to happen. So I really think I, I took those two things about the preparation. Jim Brown was the one, probably the best coach I've been around without, without a doubt. And, and just the way he prepared, you know, that he did in, in looking back on it, you don't realize it at the time that, you know, he put a lot of thought into why he did certain drills and how he did certain drills. Um, and then, you know, once the game came up, it was just all repetition. So uh, I think he was one of the first guys to just, you know, rep, 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 rep. And that stood with me when I was coaching our daughters and coaching Brett. It's about repetition, you know, the 10,000 hours and um, being able to do things correctly over and over again because it wraps that myelin in the brain uh, and, it, and uh, you just become better as a result of it. Well, I used to teach skiing here in Sun Valley, Idaho, and that's I love the kids because you just ski. And the more, yep. you know, time they had under their skis, the more, the better they got. So the it was just, yeah, I get that. I get that. Of course, I didn't play any professional sports. I was the rah-rah on the sideline. This <laughs> 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 is okay, too. Uh, what was it like coaching your children and especially Brett? Because we'll talk about him a little bit and how he went from high school. Who graduates high school early, by the way? We'll get to that in a second. But what was it like <laughs> to coach him? You know, it was, it was, it was awesome. I mean, it was, I look back on it, probably one of the best experiences of my life. It really, it really was because number one, you know, baseball was, was easy. And I did some softball with the girls at an early age. Baseball was easy because I knew the game really well. Um, 
I didn't know football from the offensive side. I was a defensive player. And so I had it when I started coaching him in seventh grade uh, and eighth grade, those two years, I mean, I just built this offense from scratch. So I picked, you know, Alan Stanfield's brain, Mark's, of course, my brother Mark's brain and built this offense um, with the thought of get of repetition and simplicity for, cause these kids are seventh and eighth graders. And, um, that was just a, you know, we had two great years right there, you know, and then coaching, continuing to coach Brett during summer baseball also was, I always thought he'd go the, the baseball route. I mean, I really did. Even once he had some success as a seventh and eighth grader, I just, uh, you know, he'd been playing baseball since age 10, actually earlier than that. And um, he was really good at that. And so I thought that he would always go that route. Um, so we continued with uh, summer ball all the way up to his sophomore year and, um, then he once he chose that he was going to go the football route. Um, Allen left to Stanfield, left to Whitworth, and I was able to be his offensive coordinator the very last year, and uh, that was a tremendous uh, time. Also, we had a fantastic season, but at the same time, I'm glad it's over with, you know, because it was two jobs. I mean, it really was. You you, know, you work here at school, and you're exhausted working with kids, and then you go do the same thing. And you got to put that passion, that time, that dedication into doing it all over again. So when he was gone, it's like, whoo, all right, you're off. You got it. Yeah, and he's had some great coaches uh, uh, after that, you know, Coach Harson at Boise State. And, uh, you know, it's just been a – he's been surrounded by good people. Well, it's funny you say – I mean, and teachers, you had to teach, then coach, then go home and grade papers and prepare for the next day. So yeah. that's a lot. Yes. Yeah. Maybe as a PE teacher, maybe not as much, you know, <laughs> grading papers wise, but uh, uh, health class for sure. When I was teaching health, yes, it is. It's an exhausting day, uh, you know, because you're trying to, you're dealing with kids and, and when you're dealing with 36 kids every period and they just come at you in waves. And then again, now that's the day's done and now you get your second half of the day. So yeah, it's, it's, it was exhausting. And you don't have any wrinkles. How did that happen? Well, I have 31 years of teaching and you don't have any wrinkles. <laughs> I think your wife gives you maybe some good skincare. Who knows? <laughs> so Brett decided football and he graduated early once he signed on with Boise State, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yep. And he went to train. Okay. Who does that? You have to love your sport and want to succeed. I know a lot of people do, but to leave your senior year, miss all those activities, you know, that's a professional athlete at a collegiate level. Yeah. You know, and that was really, because again, he would have played his senior year in baseball. So, um, and that was, that was hard. And then at, in 2015, it was not commonly done. It's, it's done more often now. That was just, that was Boise State's first one of, of uh, graduating early. And then you have to do some things at school to get that graduated. So it was, and then he gets down there and, you know, and of course everybody's good, you know? So once you get down there and I remember, and, and then, you know, you're this, this four-star kid that's going to Boise state that, uh, you know, so you kind of got a mark on your chest. And uh, I think those are, that was a hard semester for him, you know, to kind of figure all that out. Um, but he did. Uh, he did. If no one, <laughs> and I love to, we'll get to you now. He's with the Denver Broncos. You guys really didn't have to change a lot of colors in your, in your outfit. Yeah, that's with him right. on. I'm a girl. I think about fashion, (laughs) you know, blue and orange the whole way, the whole name Broncos. It's easy. So what makes what made and makes now still Brett so special. And everyone used to always talk when he was at BSU and and now it's Broncos. He's just smart. 
What, yeah. where is, I mean, you're smart. I know that not dissing you, <laughs> where, not where does he get it from, but how does he handle all of that? Cause he knows. Well, well the, I, I think that, you know, dealing, cause he's got a photographic memory. He really does. And I, I, and I don't. And so he is so like, he can listen to a song once or twice and memorize it. And so I think as a quarterback, you have to be able to process information quickly. And I think that's the most important thing. Now, uh, you know, I, I look at these quarterback pundits and they, you know, they'll say, you know, that arm strength is the most important thing or accuracy. No, it's not. I think it's processing information and being a good leader, you know, where people believe in you. And I think, I mean, John Stockton is one guy that comes to my mind where he absolutely maximized his potential. And I think Brett has done that. And just because he outworks people. So, you know, you got to have the processing information is important, but you got to be able to really have a passion for the game and then to be able to um, take that and work at it like no other. And I can remember his summer sessions that he would do here at Shadel. He'd get all the guys together and they would go run routes, not only routes, but they would actually run the offense. So he was like a coach at that time. So there's one thing to running routes, calling routes, okay, go run a seven route and I'll throw it. And there's another thing to go, let's, let's run, you know, uh, Boise, which was a concept that we had and they run it and then he'd be able to teach it. And so you do that again, that repetition thing over and over again. Um, and then once that translated into college, I think that was easy for him because our offense is pretty simple. It was uh, got a little more complicated at the college level. And then it's really complicated at the NFL level. But again, um, some guys can't handle that because they just can't process quick enough, but that's really been his success. I think his work ethic and being able to process information quickly. Well, and I got to give you guys a shout out. Good parenting that, you know, helps a lot. Well, you know, Maria, that's, a, you know, we, we try to always surround our kids, both our daughters and Brett with great people. So I've able to, I've, I've ran into some, some of them been by luck, but when I know that this person has the qualities that I want my kids around, I hook them up with them. You know, I look at, uh, you know, Tommy Boyer Kendrick here at, in Spokane. Um, you know, he's one of the guys that uh, trained bred at an early age, got him up early in the morning, worked his butt off. You know, you, you learn things from people that do things right. And uh, so, yes, parenting has, I think we've done a good job with that. But at the same time, it takes a village, they say, to, to raise a kid. So he's had a lot of good help along the way. Yeah, me who has no kids. I'm like, how do you even? I mean, I can't take, take care of my own life half the time. I'm like, how do you deal with kids, whether they're babies or now up, you know, in their 20s? That's funny. There's a reason. I let, I let Pete and Penny do that, my older brother and sister. Thanks, Tim. I totally cut him off because there's so much more good stuff. And that's going to come up next week right here on Beyond the Locker Room with Maria. More with Tim Rippin. And now it's time for Maria's Minute. I should have kept Trevor around for this uh, because he thinks the same way I do. All right. Holiday season, everyone's traveling. We are lucky to be traveling. Remember that. So if you're watching on YouTube, Sid is wearing a mask. If you're listening, my friend Sid wearing his mask. So unless you've lived under a rock, you know that masks are required in airports and on airplanes. So you know that when you bought the ticket, right? You know that when you go to the airport, correct? So wear your mask properly. I'm putting mine on over your nose and mouth. None of this over your nose thing. Who are you that you think you're special? Are you vaccinated? Let's hope so. But it doesn't mean you don't have respect for 
not only others, but respect yourself, respect the rules. Please. I always say be kind, rewind. We're lucky to be seeing our family and friends this holiday season. So just wear your mask properly. Shout out to Angel, my flight attendant a few weeks ago on Delta Airlines. She was like, I see you all not wearing your mask properly. You know, she doesn't want to be the sheriff. So, and you shouldn't patrol others. We should all just do what's right. Of course, my mask says, I'm not yelling, I'm Greek. Buy a fun mask. Give them for Christmas still. A lot of people are still requiring masks, but you knew about it. Let's just go have a joyous holiday season and mask up, people. See you next week with more of Tim Rippin. If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. 